if you're like me, you're probably you've been kind of wondering the last few days watching Russia invade Ukraine, like trying to go about your business, go about your life. Feel bad, obviously, for the Ukrainians. Blame Biden for messing up with Putin. But there's a hell of a very good article from out of the revolver today. It says the truth about Ukraine. Because should we feel bad enough to intervene militarily has been sort of the central question in the last six or seven days. Um, not to mention, you just can't follow, you can't verify 90% of the, of the footage that's coming out of, of the country. It's so much of the footage that had initially come out in terms of uh, death and destruction and other things, other reporting, has turned out not to be true. Um, so you just, it's been a struggle to kind of come to a conclusion, you know, should we as American citizens be over there helping them out militarily? So the revolver comes out with this piece today, and it's just excellent. I would highly recommend you everyone read it. We'll include it, but it's entitled "The Truth About Ukraine," and it starts off with, "Way back in 2016, President Obama said something that was surprisingly co- cogent and astute in an interview with the Atlantic." It says Obama articulated the American people are simply not willing to go to war in Ukraine. To put it simply, the the Ukraine is simply not a core American interest that is worth killing and dying over. And he quotes the Atlantic here. He says, Obama's theory is simple. Ukraine is a core Russian interest, but not an American one. So Russia will always be able to maintain escalatory dominance there. It's true. Obama was asked whether his position on Ukraine was realistic or fatalistic. And Obama said, quote, it's, it's realistic, but this is, a, is an example of where we have to be very clear about what our core interests are and what we're willing to go to war for. And the country understands this. Um, according to the Associated Press, and we'll get into, into some polling stuff ahead of Biden's State of the Union, but um, only a quarter of the country think that the United States should play a major ro- uh, role in the conflict. Uh, that was uh, just a few days ago. You know, whereas President Obama, or President Biden, pardon me, has argued that fundamental American values are at stake in Eastern Europe, only a quarter of the country wants Biden or the United States to play a major role in uh, uh, in Ukraine and Russia. And the and it's quite simply because of this. The war, this is again going back to the revolver piece, a war on behalf of Ukraine would not be of any benefit to America or the American people. And Obama knew this, surprisingly, and understood this. Now it would benefit neocons who are just flailing away, the Bill Crystals of the world, um, having watched America recede from Afghanistan, they need a new conflict. Both neocons and neoliberals. Uh, the revolver piece continues. To his credit, Obama called out to the duplicity of the neocon and neoliberal warmongers later on in the aforementioned interview. Quote, there are ways to deter 
but it requires you to be very clear ahead of time about what is worth going to war for and what is not. Now, if there is somebody in this town that would claim that we would consider going to war with Russia or over Crimea and eastern Ukraine, they should speak up and be very clear about it. The idea that talking tough or engaging in some military action that is tangential to that particular area is somehow going to, con- going to influence the decision-making of Russia or China is contrary to all evidence we have seen over the last 50 years. That was Barack Obama in 2016. Hey, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Um, and, and Obama was right about that. The Ukraine crisis has now become the Russia-Ukraine war. Now, we talked last week about how, how Biden could have stopped this, right? And the solution was right in front of him. Could have called Donald Trump down in West Palm Beach, down at Mar-a-Lago, and said, what do I do? You somehow stopped Putin from doing this for five years without firing a shot. How'd you do it? How did you, uh, how'd you, how did you convince Putin to stand down? And there's been some Twitter chatter about how Trump whispered into Putin's ear and said, "Look, if you make a move on Ukraine, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll turn Moscow into rubble." Maybe that's true. Maybe Putin said, "I don't know what Trump's going to do, but I know what Biden's going to do. Nothing." Uh, now, so far, Biden has resisted the calls for escalation, and there have been plenty of them. And even among some conservatives, plenty of calls to get him involved. But he won't. I'll tell you why. Number one, the country opposes it, and he knows that. And number two, Trump prevented it for five years or four-plus years. So Biden's not going to do, not going to send troops into a conflict knowing that the country, the three-quarters of the country opposes him. And on top of that, Trump was successful at preventing a conflict without firing a shot. And the other reason he won't send any troops is because he wants his generals and his military complex to be focused on uh, on woke training, which you know plenty about. But they've they've trained they've gone full woke over at the Pentagon. They want that's what Biden and his team assuming Biden is awake for some of these discussions. Um, that's what he wants the Pentagon to, to focus on. Now, it wasn't so, that wasn't the case even as far back as 2019, where Biden was barking at Russia and Putin. We'll play this cut. Once again, Putin and the Russians are trying to engage in our election and decide who the president's going to be. And this time I'm the object of their attention because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. Mr. Putin, the American people decide their elections, not you. Ooh, tough talk from candidate. Joe Biden, from his basement. Remember those videos from his basement? Poor audio on the Zoom calls. Good times. But that was, uh, now thank God Biden has not followed through 
on some of that campaign rhetoric. And you remember in the middle of that, he says, Putin doesn't want Biden to be president. Well, actually, I would think the exact opposite. I think Putin definitely did want Biden to be president. Now he can do what he's doing, what you're seeing now. Um, but getting back to the revolver piece, it says President Biden and NATO have already acknowledged the reality that America and NATO are not willing to send in any troops to battle Russia. Further attempts at deterrence via sanctions have been clumsy and uneven. Ain't that the truth? Why are we buying a drop of oil from Vladimir Putin and Russia? Because of some of the uh, policy decisions during the, for the Biden administration, Keystone Pipeline and the rest, we have doubled our oil imports from Russia from last year. Doubled. We shouldn't be buying a single barrel from these guys. And we don't have to. It's to- you know, totally unnecessary. But here we are. Because we don't want to produce our own stuff. Or at least Biden doesn't. And Biden wants to turn the American energy economy into a totally green climate crisis preventing energy. He doesn't want to have anything to do with oil or gas. He doesn't want to have anything to do with the United States oil and gas. He'll buy it from Russia apparently, but he does not want the United States to produce its own. The revolver piece concludes, says, we will count it as a minor miracle if a rapidly aging Biden continues to resist the calls from a foreign policy establishment that is always looking for new places to throw away American lives. The piece is absolutely correct. I think we're lucky politically that it's so politically to Biden's disadvantage that we enter in a, a conflict with Russia. I mean, we're just, we're, we're kind of lucky um, in the sense that Biden can do nothing right and his approval ratings suck. Um, and he knows that they'll just go totally in the tank if he engineers a conflict that his predecessor was successful at preventing. So he won't do it, thank God. But he talked tough. And he embarrassed us in the international stage because Putin just stiff-armed him. And the sanctions don't seem to be affecting Putin in any way, shape, or form as of right now. And we're still buying Putin's oil. So we're just totally inconsistent with the sanctions. The revolver called him clumsy. That's putting it mildly. He said, in the wake of Biden's failures, it is tempting for Republicans to embrace foreign policy belligerence and become rabid dogs barking for the head of Vladimir Putin, but conservatives and the American people must not fall into this trap. Strength does not consist of starting stupid fights that hurt our country. Absolutely correct. Good policy is good policy no matter who's making it. We don't need to start conflicts with Russia to own libs. You know, those are lives at stake. So we're going to have to wait this one out Hopefully comes this resolves itself. And just know the fact, know that the only reason Putin did this is because he knew Biden would not stop him. He seemed to fear Trump or fear what Trump would do to Russia if 
he had tried. And that was a quiet determination that Trump exhibited on the international stage. And, you know, Reagan did the same thing with Gorbachev. Let's hope Biden just doesn't make a fatal, fatal error. And by fatal, I mean not politically. It would be a political disaster for him. For the safety of American troops and safety of American lives, let's hope he doesn't make a silly, irrational decision to send troops over into, uh, into Ukraine. <laughs>